and welcome to episode five of Stories from a Bar, a podcast of interesting conversations with interesting people. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and uh, for episode five, you could say I kind of returned to the scene of the bad joke crime that was episode four, as I'm back at the awesome Fort Orange Brewery, but this time I'm actually hanging out with one of the creators and brewers, John Westcott. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did. You got okay. a spot on. Awesome. <laughs> That's, uh, that was one of my concerns. <laughs> I tried to make it nice and easy by being named something simple. Yeah, because it was up to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was my decision. Uh, like I said, I'm back here at Fort Orange in Albany, New York. Uh, John, thanks for being with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. appreciate you stopping down and uh, catching the, uh, the end of the World Cup here. And uh, yeah, just enjoying a nice Sunday. It was. Uh, i like to start out by saying what... Uh, what drink did you decide to go with today? I like that. By the way, I like this Fort Orange oversized coffee cup look yes, that you have going yeah, on. Yes, yeah. so we have a few of these uh, special mugs for you know the owners and some folks that kind of helped us along the way when we were building out the brewery. But uh, yeah, today I'm drinking our Momentum Pale Ale, uh, one probably one of my personal favorites that we brew here, uh, and it's just you know light, easy to drink beer in the summer. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me. Uh, we actually just wrapped up catching the end second half of the World Cup game, and I got to say I'm a little disappointed. I was pulling for Croatia, uh, and France won. I would have enjoyed seeing French. the French lose to just about any team. Yeah, you can, and you kind of always want the underdog to win if you don't have a dog in the fight. So Yeah, uh, but on the plus side, I did just meet one of the most interesting people I have ever met. Yes, yeah. And we were just talking about that, a guy from Belfast. And it was funny, I asked him how he ended up in the States. His response, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Irish Dave, uh, he's a great customer of ours, comes in. You call him Irish Dave? Yeah, we call him Irish Dave, yeah. yeah, He's uh, a great guy, comes in uh, several times a week and always has uh, fascinating stories to tell us. uh, Certainly what I could make out when he was talking was fascinating. Yes, we've we've, we've grown accustomed to the accent. (laughs) Uh, So tell me a little about yourself. Uh, Oh, by the way, I am drinking the Momentum Pale Ale as well, and it's wonderful, delightful. Uh, I just had the Stress Away IPA, which... I understand the name now that I saw the alcohol percentage yes. of it, which was 8%. Yeah, it definitely takes away some of your concerns after you have one or two of those. It did. It helped with some stress. <laughs> but uh, tell me a little about yourself. Yeah, so... I know um, you're a local guy, right? Yes, I'm a local guy. I grew up in uh, Colony, New York. Went to Colony High School. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much been in the area um, my whole life. Um, currently, you know, all three of us that own the brewery, uh, myself, Jim and Craig, um, we've all got day jobs that we uh, that we're, we're doing, and we kind of decided to open this up on the side. So uh, you know, kind of a, a labor of love, and you know, we've all been brewing for a long time, uh, home brewing individually. Then we kind of all met a few years back, started brewing together, and before you know it, here we are with you know our own brewery. What were you doing before you? Well, you were doing the home brew then. Uh, what was the last day job, I should say? Oh, so currently still working at a bank, a local bank here. Uh, managing oh, are some, you really? Yes, yeah. So managing some technology uh, development and support teams. So I do that as a day job, do this at night. Craig does uh, some architectural engineering stuff. Uh, and then Jim works uh, at a local college doing some recruitment and admissions type stuff. Oh, really? So, so this is not the real full-time? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, the, the, obviously that's the goal. But right now, yeah, this is something we're doing off hours um, and uh, you know, just making it work. Well, we actually, we were talking just before this. We both actually went to the same college. You went to St. Rose, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I did my undergraduate there. And uh, I was just saying, we were trying to figure out when we graduated. I, I know I've graduated from there at least 10 years ago. And I remember Jimmy Fallon was the commencement speaker. I didn't go because they stopped doing ceremony. I finished in December. 
and they stopped doing ceremonies in December, maybe like the year before that. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of BS. Yep. Like, I'm not going to come back in six months just to walk across the stage. Right. We got, might have been in the exact same boat with like, that. Like, I've got <laughs> things to do. Yeah. Uh, what was your major while you were at St. Rose? Uh, so business administration. Okay. So I did that with a concentration in small business management, which ultimately ended up uh, you know, helping me with, with this part of the brewery. That was going to be one of my follow-up questions. I know Schenectady actually just recently, the community college recently did started a brewing program. Yes. St. Rose definitely doesn't have that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people go to school for actual brewing. So your degree is actually paying off to some extent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, that's actually working. I mean, it, it helps me in my, in my day job, and it certainly helps here. You know, the way we kind of broke things out between the three of us is I do a lot more of the business side. Jim does a lot of the marketing, and Craig does most of the brewing. So, oh, Really? Yeah, so it panned out well. Yeah, I was uh, just looking at the website because it's a nice about us section of the team, so you can see who's doing what. What got you interested in brewing? <laughs> Honestly, in college, I was buying Sam Adams Boston Lager, and I thought to myself, Wait, I can I can make this for cheaper. So the frugal part of me said, let me try homebrew, and it sounds fun. So uh, college is usually a money pinch. Yeah, exactly. So did a batch or two. It was some of the worst stuff I've ever drank in my life. Uh, and then uh, slowly started to actually learn the science behind brewing. And at that point, you know, started making something I felt comfortable with drinking and serving to other folks. So we were talking about how you got into brewing. I noticed on the website you mentioned uh, a local bar. Well, used to be a local bar, Mahars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have this story uh, yeah. about Mahars. Everyone has a Mahars story, yep. at least if you've gone to school in the Albany area. Uh, it's no longer Mahars, though. It is now the Madison Poorhouse. Yes. But they still have, what, just as many things on tap, like 100 taps or something. Yeah, it's they got a pretty absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Pretty crazy variety there. And also, well, reading the about me section i noticed it sounded like you had a let me i wrote down how i wanted to phrase this because it was a good pun uh you had some hopped up horror stories you see what i did there from, i like from it. your home like yeah from your home brewing yes. experiments there when you first started yes yeah yeah just i mean again the, the whole learning curve especially when you're not doing enough research can be pretty uh pretty pretty tough there so yeah there were some batches that uh definitely my my wife now girlfriend at the time wasn't uh wasn't too too fond of uh, so over uh, overflowing and exploding beers exploding so it went everywhere yeah so issues with bottles you know had, had an issue with that one time um and then i think the first batch ever kind of boiled over and might have made a mess all over our rented apartment um oh. so that was a learning experience is what i like to look at it as that's uh i refer to a lot of stuff as a learning experience yeah. Opportunities, <laughs> uh, but uh, nothing involving injury, I assume. Thankfully, no. no? Uh, okay. So far, I can't. I can't say that I've been injured by brewing. Uh, well, give it time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually recording from behind the bar by all the equipment here. One question I can only assume is that the I see you have names on the tanks. Yes. Is that kids' names? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when we when we did the tanks, you know, traditionally a brewery will just do FV for fermenting vessel one through whatever. Uh, so we each took our oldest uh, kid and threw their name on the tanks, which they're very they're very excited about. And uh, people ask us a lot what that's about, but you know, a lot of this was family for us. We wanted to be very family focused. So. Well, let's talk about the brewery. I know you mentioned, or I mentioned certainly in the top, you were one of the guys behind the brewery. Tell me about the other two and how you guys met. I know there's 
Jim, I haven't met yet. Uh, okay. Craig's been working the bar, getting me my beers. Great guy. Yep. Uh, how'd you guys all come together? Yeah. So uh, Jim and I actually live on the same street. So uh, yeah. So we. Uh, all right. Yeah. So we moved me and my I met wife. Jim, I met Jim's wife the few times I've come in. She was the one behind the bar. Okay. She was super nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's you know it's the sick the three of us, our wives and my sister in law are always the ones behind the bar. So kind of keeping it uh keeping it in the family. But um but yeah, I mean to your question, so Jim and I live on the same street. Uh, so when we moved there, um, you know, got to know each other, uh, tried to brew a few batches together, and they came out okay. And you know, we kind of just kept going at it and, and just trying to you know brew more and more, just for fun at the time. It wasn't for any other reason. Um, and then we met Craig because all of our wives run together. Uh, they'll do half marathons, marathons, races all over the place. Oh man, yeah. I, uh, I'm not a fan of running. Yeah. Like I'll work out. That's great. But if I was running. I'd probably only go, well, let me put it this way. If someone was chasing me with a life-threatening weapon, gun, knife, yes. doesn't really matter. Uh, I'd run so far, and then I would probably just stop and ask them to kill me. Yeah, or if you're with a group, just don't be the slowest guy. That's all. If you're running from a bear, just don't be the slowest person. Yeah. That's all there is. Exactly. Good, good yeah. life, life uh, advice there. It's, uh, when I have a kid, that's what I'm going to tell them. <laughs> just don't be the slowest, yep. and you'll make it through life just fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we, we met Craig and we, you know, started brewing with Craig a little bit and he, you know, of the three of us, he certainly had the most advanced knowledge in brewing um, and we learned a lot from him and Craig had always wanted to open his own brewery. I've always wanted to own my own business and Jim kind of always wanted to own his own business and open a brewery. So, so it was kind of the perfect combination yeah, of guys yeah, it really was. started. It really was. So, you know, like I said, we started brewing together a few times. Um, you know, a lot of the recipes that we have on tap, like Momentum, for example, like we're drinking, that was a, a homebrew batch that we just threw together, tweaked it a couple times and now we're selling it and brewing it on the big system. So, so what were some of the, ba were there batches that went wrong in the beginning? No, honestly, we got lucky. Yeah, I mean, so again, you know, Craig really knows what he's doing with the brewing side of things. So um, we've had batches that weren't as exciting as we maybe hoped, but we never really had an issue where, like, you know, there was something where, like, oh, this is just god awful. We can't drink this. So uh, it wasn't uh, too bad. Uh, even back in the apartment days. Well, for th those are yeah, those were okay. terrible. But I try to forget about those. <laughs> So was the girlfriend, now wife at the time, the guinea pig for that, or? Uh, she, yeah, she liked craft beer at the time. I mean, she, we would go to Mahars. Uh, you know, there was a group of uh, a couple of us and our friends that would go. So she would try different craft beers as well. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was tough to to get through some of those, but we managed. So when did you guys finally uh, get the idea and had that? Yeah, this is what I want to do or you guys wanted to do and you finally went for it yeah it was i want to say so probably around the fall summer of i think it was 2016 so we started talking about it we had brewed a few batches that we, we thought we wanted it to do i was gonna say this place has been open for what about a year now uh, about eight months eight yeah months? so yeah. yeah it'll be a year october 25th so we'll, okay it was yeah. october yeah. yep yeah so around that time you know we were like okay we could probably do this so we spent the good portion of that fall and uh winter putting together a business plan doing a lot of research going to a few different breweries to get some experience and then in the uh you know i guess the winter of 2017 uh so when we got this place we started our lease and we started doing all the build out and all the construction to turn it into the brewery i love the warehouse vibe which is really great forgot where i was going with this already <laughs> uh it, it works really well for breweries and well mainly because the equipment's so large right I mean, what was it about? Was it your goal when you set out looking for places? I, you mentioned it briefly before we started that you wanted to set up shop in Albany. Yes. There's okay. I mean, you mentioned looking at Colony. Yeah. Was it 
more like trying to find anything that would work or starting with the town and having to branch out if needed. Yeah, so when we first started, it was really just where are there even places that could, you know, could work for us? Could we turn into a brewery with the tap room? Because, you know, even though you think there's, you know, a ton of warehouses, they're not all great fits. Um, but we always wanted to do well, a warehouse. Well, I mean, we also are in the warehouse district of right. Albany, so I guess that helps, yes. That does help, yeah. So there's a little <laughs> bit of abundance down here. But yeah, so we, you know, we looked at a few places. Um, we looked at, you know, what would need to be done to get the place up and running, you know. Um, and some of the places we looked at, just we knew we'd have to put a lot more into it than we wanted to um, yeah. financially just to get the place at a point where we could, you know, get our equipment in. Um, but, you know, we found this location on North Pearl Street and, you know, it had some of the features that we needed already built in. So we knew it was a good fit. You know, it was it was kind of where we were in with our budget and we went for it. Actually, one of my favorite things about the location is, you. well, you hear North Pearl Street, anybody in the area thinks immediately downtown, yeah. Times Union Center, all that busy area. This is actually more like upper North Pearl Street and it's more like a residential area. Yes. And it's nice and kind of quiet outside. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty calm. I mean, you've got houses, you know, a block or two down. Um, you know, we're close enough to, you know, a lot of the other places in the warehouse district. So, you know, we do have people that will walk from, you know, a nine pin, a Druthers, Albany Distilling, all the, you know, the local producers, they'll make a day out of it and we actually have a uh, the craft beverage trail where they can get the stamps on their passports and kind of hit all the spots in one day it's yeah let's talk about the beverage trail passport because uh, I actually don't know a lot about it <laughs> yeah so that was that was launched I I want to say about, it was. I know it was recent. It wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, it was right? about a month or two ago. We, it was launched at Drink Saratoga. Yeah. Um, up, you know, I think it was maybe early It was only June. a couple weeks ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. So basically, uh, there's about 20-ish, you know, give or take, producers um, within the Craft Beverage Trail. You know, you got your folks here in Albany. You got your Schenectady and all the surrounding areas. Uh, and the passport is basically you go into a location, you purchase a beverage, and we will stamp your, your passport. We'll stamp a little ticket. And you kind of earn prizes. So if you do five, uh, if you go to five producers, you get a snifter glass with a craft beverage trail logo. There's nothing better than prizes for drinking. People love prizes and people love drinking. They so do. It is a great combo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it goes up from there. You can get um, you know, a winter hat, you can get growlers, shot glasses, and the ultimate prize if you hit all of them. Uh, is you get into all of our drink events. So you're probably familiar with Drink Saratoga, Drink Albany. Yeah, um, and which are great festivals yeah. for anyone that hasn't been to either. Oh, it, yeah, they're, they're amazing. And you get to, you know, do a lot of local, you know, samples of all the, the producers in the, area, in the surrounding area. And uh, if you do all the, the passports, you get to go into all those events next year for free. See, that part I did not yeah, know. Yes. And now it's even more encouraging. Yes. Setting up future drunkenness is something I can get on board with <laughs> yeah it's always a good uh, good thing and actually as it turns out as we talk about the brewery uh the four orange name actually has some history behind it yes how did you guys end up settling on the name and yeah so when we when we finally got the place and we, you know we were even when we got it we were kind of thinking all right what's the, what's the name going to be um when we knew we were in albany we wanted to do something that kind of honored like local albany you know historic albany um and even some of the brewing tradition because albany was a brewing mecca for albany quite a while. and it's funny there is uh as I was doing research, even on this, I came across something called, um, of course, I forget the name of it now, the Albany Ale, Albany Ale Project or yes. something like that, all about the history of brewing in Albany and stuff. And I was actually blown away because I did not know any of that. Yeah. Albany is a huge mecca for brewing, and it has been for 200 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. I mean, until we started doing this and some of the research, we didn't really even know the history behind it. But to hear, like, how, like, big brewing was in albany it was pretty amazing so so yeah so we kind of took the um you know we, we you know fort orange brewing was a brewery for a short period of time in the 1800s 
Um, but we we kind of we like the name. Obviously, Fort Orange is you know the oldest fort in Albany, kind of you know the beginning of the you know the first Dutch settlement. Yeah. And so we took the shape of the fort for our logo, and um, you would try to incorporate as much as we can about Albany history into some of the stuff we do. I mean, did you have that in the back of your mind when you first opened the place, or is that something you just thought of after? Oh, we had it in our mind. I mean, once we knew we were going to stick with Albany, I was like, all right, let's let's hone in on some of these names that we were been like kind of whittling the list down, and, and sure enough, that was the one we settled on. Uh, and I was actually going to bring this up, but you just mentioned it. The actual logo for the brewery is in the shape of the original Ford, yes. which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a cool shape, and you know, we, we, we do our flight holders. Even, I was just gonna, even your flight holders, the, the wood is cut out yes. in the same shape and everything. Like yeah. That. Did you guys have a long list of names? I'm curious about rejected names more than anything. We, we did have a long <laughs> list, um, and you know, it's funny. Names, I try names to... fascinate me because they're just so hard to finalize they and are. come up with. They are, yeah. I mean, when we were thinking about names for the brewery, that was tough, and then you start getting into naming beers, and it's like anything you think of uh, is, is probably already taken for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a list, and, and yeah, I'm trying to think right now if I can even remember some of the, the rejected names. I don't think they were that good, which is probably why I can't remember. Well, it's just, them. well of course, that's why they were rejected. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, names always intrigue me. Of course, I love names that make me laugh more than anything. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the beers. I know my friend Anthony and I were here for episode four as we were sitting, drinking, and telling horrible bad jokes. Bad jokes, however you want to describe them. Uh, I mean, you of course have some. Even your beers have Albany references in them. Some yes. of them, at least. I know there's the Pearl Street IPA. Of course, your standard Fort Orange IPA, the Fort Orange Nipper IPA. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Nipper because anyone not in Albany doesn't know what Nipper is. Yeah. So I mean, I think growing up, anybody that's kind of driven down this area knows there's a giant dog on top of what was, I believe, the RCA building at one it point. It was, in time. and I it was fun. I I had, of course, I had the idea of what it was from growing up here and everything like that. But I actually found a news clipping on it, or at least a, a standard thing that I'm actually going to read because it was more interesting than I actually remembered it being. Across the long, rich history of Albany, Nipper ranks as top dog, which I think it's safe to say. The 28 foot tall, which I didn't, even, I didn't even know it was 28 feet tall. That's it's big. big. If you just drive into Albany, actually, is it still there? I it's for, still there. It's yeah, still there, it's right? Still there. Yeah. 28 feet tall, uh, it's four-ton steel and fiberglass canine statue anchored atop a warehouse on North Broadway, which is just the next street over. Uh, it's, ca- of course, captured the hearts and minds of young and old for three generations. Nipper was a real-life dog, which I did not know. Yep. 19th century England was painted by the dog's owner, dog owner's brother, Francis Barad, which sounds French to me. A little bit. Yeah. Which they just won the World Cup. So I guess this is an appropriate article to read. It's a nice segue, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice segue. That's, <laughs> I had this plan from the beginning. Uh, he depicted the curious dog listening to a gramophone and it titled it His Mother's Voice. I did not get a chance to look up the painting, but uh, that's something I should do. It became internationally recognized logo for several audio recording companies, including RCA, which we just mentioned. Nipper came to his downtown Albany perch at 991 Broadway in 1958 so he's been around for over 50 years which is really impressive actually following renovations of a rundown reinforced concrete warehouse built in 1900 uh, became known as the home of rta an appliance distributor specializing in products by rca sculpture was fabricated in chicago so he's a chicago dog shipped by rail in five sections assembled on the roof with the help of a 10-story crane and attached to a metal frame uh, he is not considered an actual landmark, though. 
Yeah, it's too bad. That's it really bad. is. He's there's no formal landmark protection on him. But as the article concluded, he has captured the heart and soul of the city. He has, yeah. They actually recently, uh, I believe it was last year, they did a project where they had a bunch of smaller versions of Nipper, and they had local artists paint them, and they're kind of displayed like randomly throughout the city, so you can kind of catch different uh, different versions of them painted all, all over the place. Oh, it's funny, because Albany, well, yeah, that's Albany, Saratoga does the same thing with horses yes. because of the track yep. and everything. <clears throat> so it was nice to get some of that history in. One thing, we were just talking about the beer names. One thing I want to ask you about, you have a beer called Where'd Bob Go? This raises two questions. First, who's Bob? Second, where did he go? Yeah, so so Bob is uh, actually, again, lives on our street, kind of keeping it all in the family here. Um, but he was uh, one, of, one of our friends that kind of helped with a lot of the build out down here, uh, helped with the electric, uh, helped, you know, anytime we needed any help, really. He was down here with us. So... Um, so the kind of story behind the beer name was he, he loves rye pale ales. So uh, his birthday, his 40th birthday was the end of last year. So we've been open for like two months. So his wife wanted to throw a surprise 40th birthday party. So we thought, you know, he helped us so much. Let's name a beer after him. And Jim's nice. youngest daughter at the time was um, two or three maybe. Um, and she always used to go, you know, where'd Bob go? Peekaboo <laughs> type thing. So we're like, all right, let's name it that. That's kind of funny. So, uh, so yeah, we named the beer after him. Uh, we kind of released it in a private, you know, party prior to releasing it to the public for him um just as a way of saying thank you you know again for all the, the work that he had helped with um and then yeah we get a lot of questions a lot of people saying where did he go and sometimes we'll actually give his physical location and sometimes we'll make stuff up <laughs> i would make something up every time yeah. someone asked but uh you also do the small bunny series what exactly is the small bunny series is it, it i know i've had a few of them it's really just rotating yeah. beers that you guys have come up with yeah so basically what we try to do is uh we'll take a like a small batch of something right so if we've got for example the one that's on tap right now uh we took our super local imperial stout and we aged it in a honey whiskey barrel uh we aged it for you know about a month or so um and so it'll be 10 gallons you know nothing major we're not doing it on the big system by any means but it gives us the opportunity to kind of experiment with stuff before we maybe potentially do it on the larger system um, what is well what do you use for a smaller system i'm curious so if we're if we're gonna brew it, we use our home brew system. Back in the day when we were doing ten gallon batches, we actually you know we'll go back to doing that if we yes. want to try something completely unique. And then if we're doing like a spin off variation of uh -huh. one of our bigger beers, we'll just you know we'll ferment it in the tanks and uh, we use the we've got added strawberries and blueberries to two separate batches of ours uh, general Blondale. Which that was the first beer I had when I was got, when I got here, and that was wonderful yes so yeah so exactly so we, we were proud of how that came out so we said let's take 10 gallons throw a bunch of strawberries in it and uh you know kind of offer that up and it's a way for us to give you know different beers experiment with different processes and uh you know kind of keep that one tap rotating through every week or so that's cool and uh I've, i'm gonna say this now i have some suggestions for future names but i'm gonna close out the show with that all right and i think good. you'll enjoy it all right and i'm sure you'll use at least one of them i'm looking forward to okay. it okay i know this has actually been a i've noticed a pretty good family environment for a brewery i know that was important to you guys when you opened it right yes yeah i mean obviously the three of us having kids of our own it was important and you know when we went through and did research you know we went to a lot of different breweries prior to doing this and you know one of the things we liked were the ones with large open spaces you know they encourage you know families to come together um you know we've got board games for people to play um, the board games are great yeah yeah that's a that's a huge hit we've seen that at a lot of different places so we're like, we got to do something like that well it's great when you mix in with drinking with the board games because people will start to take them pretty seriously oh yes yeah we've had some <laughs> intense games of sorry <laughs> 
they um, generally end in an apology. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it's uh, you know it was it was really important for us to to make it that way, and we also wanted to have the larger tap room. I mean, the the tap room itself is twenty two hundred square yeah, feet. Yeah, this is a huge warehouse. Yes, and it's great. Yeah, it was big. For, that was important for us when we were deciding on a place. We wanted to be able to expand production, but we also wanted to be able to, you know, if you bring a group of 20 in here for your birthday, it's not immediately, like, overwhelming for anybody else that comes in. You know, there's a lot of space to, to bring groups in and have, you know, private parties, pub, you know, parties when we're open, things like that. I'm curious, what do you tell the kids about the actual liquid you're drinking when you brew it? Uh, it depends it's, it on was, the age. It's <laughs> funny because I have a lot of younger cousins, and whenever we'd go on family vacations, if I'm drinking a beer or something like that, they'd be like, what is that? I'd say it's an adult beverage. Yeah. They're like, what's it taste like? And my general go-to response was just happy. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to have to start using that. <laughs> it, it tastes like happy. Yeah. Although you can't have it. Yes. So you're going to be sad. <laughs> Yeah, no. We, so, I mean, how, how do the kids ask about it? Not really. I mean, I think they they kind of understand that they're they're in a brewery. I mean, we do have juice boxes, so we tend to sh- gear them towards that. I think the liquor authority probably appreciates that. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Or I imagine the doors would be closed pretty quickly. Pretty afterwards. quickly if we start serving seven year olds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. It's uh, you know, I think again, we don't we don't have an environment where it's the I'm going there to drink twenty Coors Lights and you know. That type of nature, everybody's relaxed and, and still very feel welcoming. fine because it's court like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just me back to the college days or the budget days. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. Back then, that was all you could afford. <laughs> it was well. It's funny because there's those different levels of beer that you can tell someone who buys it what they have in store. Yes. The Keystone, the course like oh, someone's got beer pong or drinking games in plan in their plans tonight. Oh. Someone buys a nice craft beer, something like that. They're going for quality than they are quantity. Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of have to. I mean, a lot of the craft beers, you you can't treat them like you do, you know, a a generic light beer. No, no. And I remember playing beer pong where there was the Coors or even the Keystone. And then I have the real beer I'm drinking off to the side. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What have been some of your favorite moments from opening the brewery? there's, There's a lot. You guys have a lot going on. I know there's comedy nights. There's, of course, trivia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and it's probably a cliche, but my favorite and most memorable night probably for a long time is going to be opening night, you know, so the three of us, you know, you don't know what to expect. You, you hope that, you know, you got a lot of people that are excited and we spent a lot of tra- time trying to build up, uh, you know, the promotion of the opening night. But we, we, so we opened the doors and all of a sudden the tap room was full. And all Really? Of a sudden, so like right away? Yeah, right away. I mean, we literally, so our, our poor wives came here after work for the press conference with the mayor and all the public officials and they just planned to have a beer and, you know, enjoy it and, and go home. And we were so busy that we had all six of us, all three, all three families behind the bar. We had a line wrapping around the building, out oh, the door. Wow. And it was just such a surreal moment. Like, uh, we, we made it, like we, we finally opened and we, we achieved our dream and that was like a memory I think that we all just look back on as like kind of like I said surreal it's just you can't believe it that's awesome and I got to how does the mayor get involved in that scenario then I'm curious yeah so I mean you know the mayor is very uh very friendly towards you know new businesses obviously in, in Albany um and you know a lot of a lot of businesses are geared towards you know craft beverages you see you know a lot of places opening up yeah um, and i i talked about this with kevin from rare form they're just kind of blowing up all over the place yes. in yeah. Tr- albany troy the whole entire surrounding area 
it's again Albany's a mecca, as right. we've learned. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's just you know, I mean, I don't want to say opening a brewery is foolproof, but I mean, you just see people no, are dying it's... for tap rooms and local beer. That's that's the trend these days. So, and it's good to see, and it's great supporting local businesses. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. So you know, we we engaged you know um, some some folks to help us with PR for the event and had a press conference down here and it was it was it was great. It was uh, it, it's cool to see that kind of support from the community. So you uh, if you're doing a press conference, so you have people asking you questions. Oh, it wasn't kind of like that. Okay. So yeah, it I'll was. See, more I picture awesome. some. I picture at this point, I picture just somebody that's enjoyed a few too many standing at a press box yeah yeah I like, to, micro- I like to think the team yeah. you know it's really a team effort now it yeah. was uh, okay. it was more just you know kind of saying some words you know we got to speak to um you know the people that were here you know kind of witnessing and, and watching and whatnot um so yeah it was uh it was more just kind of you know get that information out there but you know again she proclaimed it fort orange brewing day you know enjoyed you know had a beer enjoyed you know good time and that's super how uh, did she have just one or did she have a i believe she had just okay. one okay. yes Sorry. yes good old mayor yes uh <laughs> Something else I love is the food truck. Yeah. Everyone loves a good food truck, and you guys have them rotating in yes, all we the do. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen that, again, you, you know, some of these places with a lot of different breweries. That's kind of the, and, the model that And that's that the works. thing now. Even at Rare Form or other ones around Albany, they have the food trucks coming in. And it's great because there's always something different. Yeah. And it's all local stuff. Right. Local. You got variety. So this one night's it, burgers. It's stuff that you might not even find if you weren't going to drink. Yeah. <laughs> drink. Yep. Honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, personally, I can say I don't know that I've gone to many food trucks in my life until we opened this up. Exactly. And now you got variety. Yeah. One thing I definitely want to talk about, I've, as I was perusing through the Ford Orange website in the About section, of course, there's a nice little history on the logo, which we talked about. Nice little blurbs on all three of you guys that operate this place. Yours, including that you were in a band. Yes. Yes. And I believe it was called Inside Draw. That's right. Okay. Yep. Not only were you in a band, you won a battle of the bands. Yes. Yeah, that was... I, uh, I got to talk about this. Uh, I know I said local battle of the bands. Why don't we talk about this? Yeah, so... Um, You're a big music guy? I, I am, yeah. So, you know, the dream in high school was, you know, start a band and tour the world and become world famous, and obviously that did not happen. <laughs> I've had that dream. Yeah, I think everybody does that Everyone has that dream. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we were went the opposite way shows. with all the booze, but none of the music. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm, our, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, it's, it's working out for you. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, I, did a, I had a band in high school um, in, into the early college years. And uh, we played a lot, a few local shows and um, just through some connections, we got onto a battle of the band. Uh, so it was us versus another local band. And it was, uh, was kind of cool. It was a national contest. It was sponsored by MTV2, Xbox. Uh, so where was, well, you won the local battle of yes. bands, right? To yeah. go into the national competition? Correct. Okay. Where was the local one? It was at, well, Northern Lights, which is what now, Upstate Concert Upstate Hall. Upstate Concert Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was there, went back okay, to those Northern okay, Lights. Right. Yeah, so it was pretty neat. They had a, a bunch of like video game systems set up all over the place. They had eight screens on the stage and like they'd have people like playing games while we're like doing the show, which was kind of neat. That's, that. That sounds interesting, but it also sounds distracting if you're in the band playing your music and people are busy playing video games. Yeah, it, it was a little bit, but you kind of hone in and, and get going. Okay. But uh, but yeah, so it was it was that. So we won that. It was just between the two bands, and then you go on to a local one. And the winner, I'm trying to think back. Ooh, at, the national one. Yeah, the national winner got on like Cool Borders Two or one of those snowboarding games like ten years one ago. One of uh, yeah, I it was like an NBA game or something that you mentioned yeah. on the website. Yeah. Uh, you don't remember who won, though? I don't. It wasn't us. I can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. 
nobody that's around today. Right, exactly, up. exactly. But we had fun. And it was Which a is a nice consolation prize with the feeling of coming in. Yes. Not winning. True, yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of music are you into? I know you play guitar. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so I mean, I like all types of music. I mean, I'll, I'll listen, you know, mostly I like rock, type, you know, music, punk rock and stuff like that. But I like hey, rap, I like big country. big punk fan right here. Nice. So who's your favorite, who are your favorite bands oh, growing up? Oh, man. I, uh, if you want to go back, well, actually... To date, well, embarrassingly, my first actual CD was Boys to Men. Oh, well, I got your beat. Right, I, well, go well, hold on, let me phrase that. I'm not embarrassed by that. Uh, my friend Josh and I would actually, in college, our college years, would sing "I'll Make Love to You" in karaoke and get standing ovations because we knew the fantastic. parts. That's awesome. But uh, if, when I started going punk, of course, it was the big Blink 182 was breaking out with Dude Ranch. Yep. Uh, no effects. Yeah. I do the classic. There was the pop punk mixed in. I had an older brother that would pick on me when I didn't listen to something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I mean, Blink-182 is one of my uh, you know, favorite bands growing up. And t it's kind of the pop-punk type stuff. But uh, I think I got you beat on the uh, the first CDs ever because I, my, I bought two at the same time. One was Green Day's Dookie, which... I was going to go back yeah. and uh, I forgot the word I'm looking for, but refresh my original statement. First CD may have been Boys to Men, but it was all my second... Or somewhere shortly after was Dookie. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my mine was Dookie and the Lion King soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what uh, possessed me to get that at the time, but thankfully I went the path of Green Day and those types of So bands. that's just about as opposite as mine was. Yeah. Between <laughs> Boys to Men and Green Day. Yeah, yep. Well, okay. First concert. Uh, first concert, oh man, uh, it was. What it does, it, I'm gonna let me throw this out there because it's a big statement. Yeah. I'm gonna top whatever you say. Okay, you probably in will. In ridiculousness. All right, mine's, mine's not that exciting. It was uh, Fuel at uh, the Palace, actually. Uh, the band Fuel. Yep, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed old school yeah. Fuel. Yeah, they were really good, and that was that was old school back then. It so, was. Yeah. <laughs> first concert here, Billy Ray Cyrus. Nice. nice. Not by choice. Sure. <laughs> but I was into it because I was a kid and my parents brought me. Yeah, so you kind of had no choice. <laughs> it was the achy, breaky heart days. Yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No judgment here. No, I try to take pride in it. Say, yeah, that's how deep my musical roots go. That's, that's, that's Back, good. It was really before he became a joke. <laughs> that's good. So you could have that as a disclaimer. It was, yeah, exactly, and I'll put that up there. I mentioned earlier that I had some beer names that yeah. I want to suggest, and I feel like this is a great way to end the show. Yeah, let's hear them. Okay. Uh, you have some, of course, that have Albany references. So I kind of have a mix of Albany reference ones and non-Albany reference ones. But uh, my goal is, by God, someone's going to name one of their beers after what I suggest. And you can be that guy today. You All can right. be that lucky individual. All right, let's hear you, it. You, Craig and Jim. I'm telling you, be brave. Do it. Because <laughs> anyone that's listened to my episode with Kevin from Rare Form knows, or ha- that has been there since... They have not quite taken me up on any of the names I suggested. There's still time. Yes. I haven't heard otherwise, though. Oh, I can't make any promises, but I, no. we're always willing to you, listen. Well, you'll hear these, yeah. and you're going to want to. Okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, of course, Lark Street Lager okay. to go with your Pearl Street IPA. All right. I thought that just sounded good. And, of course, the type of beer after the name can be interchanged. Yes. I'm not, I'm not married to Lager, IPA, Pale, or anything like that. It's All really right. just the names are the focus here. Uh, 787 Porter. I like that. That one actually sounds pretty good. It does. It rolls does. off the tongue. It does. It's nice. Empire IPA. We, of course, are... Well, New York is the Empire State. Yes. We even have an AFL team this year. Doing the very Albany well. The Albany Empire. Doing they just won well. their first playoff game. Yeah. You have the Smalbany series. 
I am recommending a new series. I haven't come up with a name for the actual series, but listen to the, the names that go along with it. They're Albany related, because it's great. The first beer in this series should be called, Yes, Albany Really Is the Capital of New York State, <laughs> IPA. Like I said, if you make it a series, you can follow that up with, Go Ahead, Look It Up, I'm Right. <laughs> the third one can be, I Told You So. I like it. I like and it. And then you can finish it off with a fourth beer called, No, That's Not Fake News. Oh, geez, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it comes full circle. Yes. There's the excellent ale after the egg. All right. I like the play on words there. Some of these are winners. Well, I take that back. All of them are winners. I know they are. <laughs> I like the confidence, though. That's... It's all about the confidence. I'm tr- really selling this. This next one came while I was watching an old episode of Seinfeld. Double Dipper IPA. Okay. Was that something they brought up in that there, episode? Have you not seen Seinfeld? I have. I don't know that I can recall Double Dipper IPA. That There's episode. a... Not to go into too much detail, because sadly... I, well, not sadly. I know all the episodes quite well. It's one of the best shows ever created. But uh, there's an episode where George double dips a chip at a funeral, and he gets accused of being a double dipper. Nice. Okay. All right. Okay. Plus, you know, it's got to be a double IPA. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can switch it out with the stress away, which I had prior to this. And it still got me feeling pretty stress, non-stressful. <laughs> now, this last one I recommended to Kevin at Rareform. As far as I know, he hasn't taken me up on this, so this is your chance not to miss out. Okay. Beat Rare Form at their own game on this one. All right. All right. Let's see. Slap and Tickle IPA. Okay. All right. People can come in and can ask for a Slap and Tickle. They could. You know, it's funny that you say that. Uh, so we sponsor our softball, our beer league softball team, and prior to that, we were Slap and Triple. So, uh, <laughs> what was that really the name of the team? That was the softball team name. So, yes. this is Kismet. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, I'm going to have to obviously make sure that Kevin's not secretly uh, brewing these for a surprise for you. I can always go back and test their beers and make sure they're not the, you know, make sure all the names are in check. There you go. Okay. Sounds and, good. And uh, if I can get a bit in more going, that'd be great. <laughs> so next time you brew a batch, I expect to see Slap and Tickle on right. one of those. Uh, I'll bring it to one of our, uh, one of our meetings. There so you we'll, go. Uh, we'll, we'll bring see. that into a meeting. We'll see if it sticks. All right. Actually, now that I think about it, I know, uh, how do you guys get beers when you go to local places and convince them to put them on tap? Yeah, I mean, so we'll obviously bring samples of our beers because, you know, we want to be able to show what our product is and, you know, wh- how, why we feel so strongly about it. Um, but it's, it's samples. It's, you know, getting to meet some of the, the bar managers, the owners, um, and really trying to focus on the local aspect. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people want to drink local it's that's one of the key buzzwords anytime you see like uh, statistics around beer and we just you know want to make sure that folks know we're here um so we'll you know we'll meet with them talk about it and uh you know try the samples and it's kind of been our strategy so far and so far it's been working it's great and you guys i know uh hooters had your stuff on tap yes yeah yep yeah they <laughs> and, just recently yeah, uh, for a second time actually oh it was a second okay. yeah yep they had and in fact it was for... and i saw that it was the where's where'd bob go one. yes yeah uh, i believe he immediately went down there right <laughs> he afterwards. went straight to hooters yes. as soon as they put it on yes. tap yep classic bob yeah i've never met him but it sounds like classic it's bob. right up his alley okay yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. We're approaching about the time mark that I like to keep these at. I'd like to thank you, John Westcott, for being on the show. Again, thanks for taking the time to hang out with me, tell me about the brewery, share some stories. Yeah, I appreciate you coming down and glad you enjoyed the beers. And uh... Uh, We were talking before. This is I love this place. It's great beers. I enjoy the environment. Plus, it's a 10-minute drive. Yeah, always helps. <laughs> it's the closer, the better. Yeah. 
thank you to everyone out there who listens to the show. You can, and if you ever find yourself in Albany, definitely be sure to stop by Fort Orange. Hey, Fort Orange Brewing. Uh, grab yourself a beer. Maybe Belfast Dave there. Irish Dave. Oh, Irish Dave. Yes. Four drink Irish Dave. Irish Dave. <laughs> we'll be at the bar. He's quite the interesting guy to talk to. Yeah, but definitely stop into Fort Orange if you're in Albany. Grab a beer. Say hi to any of the people behind the bar. Also, be sure to check out the website if you're interested in what food trucks are coming along. Uh, you guys have a comedy night, too, coming up, right? We do, yes. We actually have a lot of events coming up. A uh, lot of events. I know there's, of course, trivia every Every week, Thursday, every yeah. Thursday. yeah. We do an indoor cornhole league. Uh, and, ah, the cornhole yes, league. Yeah, yes, that's Wednesday night. So we do a cornhole league. Uh, we do typically Anyone 10. with a cornhole, the game addiction. Yeah, it's it's a great time. People, uh, you know, we've been, this is our third uh, season that we've done. And uh, we do it pretty much year-round now, so um, you know, it can stop. Does that have a nice turnout? It does, yeah. yeah. We're up to, I believe, 28 teams for this uh, summer session. Holy crap, that's yeah, a lot Yeah, so of we teams. set up four boards, two inside, two outside, you know, when the weather's nice. And uh, in the winter, we do them all inside, and it's a good time, good reason to get out of the house. How is, actually, that's something else I'm curious about. You mentioned winter. Are you guys able to keep an even level of heat in this kind of warehouse in the winter? We are, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be probably Because it, it really is, for anyone that hasn't been here... When I say it's a big warehouse, it really is just a big open warehouse yeah. with like a giant garage door on the front. Yeah, we uh, we, we managed to survive the winter, and we'll be uh, looking at you know probably enhancing our, our heating situation. Come <laughs> well, uh, you come guys fall. just installed air conditioning. Right? Yes, that'll be actually up and running hopefully tomorrow. That would explain why I'm sweating. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about the garage door, though, we'll get both the front and back going, and nice nice breeze comes through here. But <laughs> but yeah, to your original point, yeah, we got a lot of events coming up, so you can check out cornhole trivia, a lot of one-off events. Um, on our website as well as the food trucks yeah uh, definitely check out the website you can even read a little history about the logo you can check out the three guys that own the place thank you if i did i'm pretty sure i already said this thank you for listening to the show stop by the website you can find stories from a bar uh, the show on twitter and instagram at stories fab stories fab as i like to call it as i tell people i did not plan that uh, you can also follow myself, CS Osborne83. You can follow Fort Orange on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook too. All the forms of social media. And finally, to wrap things up, feel free to rate the show. Give us a fantastic review. You can find it on iTunes, Podbeam, Stitcher, Google Play, all the major sources of podcasts. Certainly spread the word. So thanks for checking out the show. John, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.